Welcome to Walk Around the Block, where today we'll talk some recent news, including stress eating, yoga pants, and TV theme songs. Hello, hello, hello. It's been a week, <laughs> lots going on. But first of all, you know, after all the buildup, I have to do a quick Halloween recap. So we got pretty cleaned out of candy, but I did manage to save myself some of my favorites. I did a little Instagram poll this week about people's favorite candies and Snickers and Twix got a couple mentions, regular Reese's, Reese's pumpkins, Reese's pieces, and of course, one of my faves, 100 grand. So I would say after my initial sort of prep and all my back and forth about it, (laughs) I was actually fairly indifferent up until about the morning of Halloween. And then I was like, okay, I guess we have to figure this out. So I ended up taking the cardboard shipping tubes I got and I taped three of them together with orange duct tape and then taped it to the porch in kind of like a makeshift candy shoot. I believe it was nine feet. Uh, fortunately I did not break anything carrying it outside. I kept wanting to like stand it upright and it would like knock into the wall or the ceiling. But fortunately, you know, we emerged from the house unscathed and got it all set up. Would I say that it looked Pinterest worthy? I mean, I think you know the answer to that. I will also say that we tested it out, of course, to make sure it would work. And there were some legitimate concerns that someone would say stand under it and get themselves a black eye. The bag of candy came in hot for sure. And some M&Ms may or may not have been sacrificed slash demolished in the testing process. However, that said, you know, kids are resilient. It was dark anyway. And I would say our little candy shoot was a rousing success. I am not even kidding either. I was actually sort of shocked. One little girl was like, that was the coolest house ever. Obviously, she is my favorite kid in the neighborhood now, even though I have no idea who she is. Someone else was like, it's like Willy Wonka. (laughs) It was this like total novelty. So how it worked was I would lean over and we would kind of direct them and they would put their little bag or bucket under the chute and then my husband would drop the candy down once they were in place. I would say only a couple missed, like entirely, and only one had the can, the bag of candy bounce back up and bounce off her chin. So, you know, that's not bad. <laughs> So I would like clap for them when the bag landed in their bucket and it turned into this whole thing where the people out on the sidewalk would start cheering when the candy landed in the bucket too. I have a video of it and it was so funny. My husband was like, first of all, how great is it that a kid gets cheered for doing literally nothing? But second, what other house handing out candy has like this whole cheering section for them? Like, of course it's a novelty, right? People were totally like, can we take video? Are you going to do this next year? it quickly became evident that the answer was yes. We would be idiots not to do this next year and every other year. It was so great. It was a nice night out. So we just took a laptop out there and watched football on it and ate popcorn in between trick-or-treaters. No getting up every time the doorbell rang. No being like, do you hear someone out there? Like, oh, all right, I'll get up and look. Total win. And then once it died down around 8.30, we watched a bunch of the ring videos and it was hilarious. I wasn't sure of like the etiquette around posting them like random people online, but they were hilarious. So Halloween was a success.
We also had election day, or I guess election week. Um, so I read this article about stress eating, which made me laugh because the other day I was watching some of the news and eating some of the Halloween candy I'd saved. And out loud, I was totally like, man, I feel like I'm stress eating these M&Ms. And I look up at my husband was literally like looking down at my pile of wrappers on the couch. I was like, why are you wrapper shaming me? He's like, He's like, what? I was like, you're looking at my rapper. Stop rapper shaming me. He's like, I don't even know what rapper shaming is. How could I be rapper shaming you? I was like, trust me, you're rapper shaming. But I was like, all right. I read this article. I'm like, all right, at least I'm not alone. I also read this article about stress shopping this week. So it said that people spent $2 billion this year on election day, which was an 82% increase from 2016. I was like, what are people buying? Like, what, what is everybody buying? You know, the article unfortunately did not answer that. I, you know, I think from reading around, there has been a bit of pandemic related, weather related stocking up. I've seen some stuff on that. I have noticed anecdotally that things like toilet paper are getting a little harder to find again, you know, and I've done a little bit of stocking up myself. Um, also maybe people were stress buying the things they were stress eating also possible. But this is so great. This is so great. The quote at the end of the story, this woman was like, you know, I used to go to Target and wander around at the end of a long work week. And now she doesn't. She says she browses online instead. So she says, it's like wanting to have some sort of control. If I order something and it'll be here in the next few days, that's something I know is happening. (laughs) I mean, I have really felt that. That is really true. I feel like the most boring Amazon orders are like an event now. Even my husband, he sees the UPS truck and he's like, oh, what is it? And I'm like, paper towels. And he's like, oh, nice. <laughs> that actually literally happened yesterday. <laughs> we got a big thing of paper towels. I also read this article a week or two ago. The headline basically says it all. So this is from the Today Show website. It says, teens are calling yoga pants flared leggings. So I guess this is specifically on TikTok, of course. I'm not a TikTok person. But now places like Amazon and H&M are selling pants called flared leggings. Okay. So I just have to say, maybe I run the risk of sounding old. That's fine. I don't really care. But I saw this and I wanted to be like, they are not flared leggings. I have leggings and I have yoga pants. I wear them both all the time. And they are not the same thing. They're not, right? I feel like this is not that controversial of a take. Also, when did yoga pants even go anywhere? I know maybe like the whole look of them faded, like as an outfit or whatever. I could see that. But I am pretty sure actual yoga pants have not left us. I have worn them in actual yoga classes. Imagine that. And and of course, to run actual errands. Um... As a matter of fact, I had a pair on the other night and I for sure got them from Old Navy sometime in the last five years. Old Navy, by the way, is the best. So I checked this just to see and they call them both things. Like you search flared leggings and it literally brings up a page of black pants, like 10 black pants, and a couple of them are flared leggings and the rest are yoga pants. And they're basically the same thing. You can just pick the description you identify with the most, I guess. So that's where we are with that, everyone. 
Um, okay. So anyway, on another topic, I also read this crazy story like a week or two ago, and it has continued to make the rounds. The Wall Street Journal was the latest one who did something on it this week. So there's this couple in Laguna Beach in California, very nice town, very nice beach, obviously a very wealthy neighborhood. They So this couple puts up this art installation, like a glass sculpture uh, in their yard that, you know, it is nice. I saw a picture. I believe it's worth a million dollars. So, you know, there's worse things to look at. However, it is very tall. I think like 10 feet tall. I think it stretches like 22 feet across. And they cover it up with this netting to protect it from the elements, I guess. I'm not sure then why they put it outside other than, I guess, probably like the size of it. But um, anyway, then that whole contraption is not as nice to look at and, in fact, blocks the view of the very nice Pacific Ocean, which creates some drama with their neighbors. So the neighbors go to the town and the town says, yeah, you know, they don't have a permit for that. And that sort of sparks this battle between the neighbors. And there's this back and forth and a lawsuit and another lawsuit and this and that. But the headline grabber is that the neighbor with the art was upset that they complained about it and in retaliation started blaring music on a loop basically just to bother them. Like sometimes on a timer when he wasn't even home, just like blaring this music. But not any music. It's all sorts of things. But in particular, the blared music of choice was a series of TV theme songs. Most notably, the Gilligan's Island theme song. (laughs) Of all the things, of all the things, right? The Gilligan's Island theme song. I mean, can you just imagine that for a second? You're in the kitchen making your smoothie. Maybe you crack open a window or step outside on the patio to breathe in some nice fresh ocean air. And all of a sudden over the fence is this, let's sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip (laughs) over and over and over again. (laughs) So I told my husband, like, you know, listen to how crazy this is. And my husband, Mr. Hot Take, goes, you know, (laughs) that's not that bad. (laughs) He's like, I could listen to the Gilligan's theme song for a while without getting annoyed. And I thought that that was so funny because my first thought was, you know, like, what song would be most annoying? And I feel like it would be some kid's cartoon show or something. But then I started thinking about it that way. And I was like, yeah, you know, it could be a lot worse. (laughs) At least the Gilligan's Island theme song kind of tells you a little story while you're out there with your smoothie on a nice fall morning. Like, that's not so bad. So I thought thought about this. And I think I could probably listen to the Full House theme for a while. I could do that. I think I would be okay with the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And... I could listen to the Growing Pains theme song literally all day long. I mean, I I loved that song. I literally loved that song. Why am I saying loved? I pulled it up on YouTube and right away I was like, oh man, that song is the best. <laughs> the one I feel like I would get sick of is pro- maybe the Brady Bunch song. Maybe not. But maybe. Um, I also feel like, you know, I know everyone loves the Golden Girls. And the first time you hear it, it's kind of like this cute moment of nostalgia. But I think that would get old all day, too. Either way, I feel like I'm having a real moment now of like, where are my TV theme songs? Where are they? (laughs) I want them back. I feel like they inspired a real anticipation in American households. And I want them back. Anyway, I apologize for getting all these songs stuck in your head now. That's it for today's Walk Around the Block. 
Follow the podcast on Instagram at walktheblockpod or subscribe on Apple Podcasts where you can also leave a review if you feel so inclined. Thank you to all who have left reviews already. I will see you next week. Oh,